What's up, party people? It is this is the SVT Sports Podcast. I am Vince with Sam and Tyler. All we're all here. The gang's all together. How's it going, fellas? Hey, what's up? Great. Yeah. And I Tim am. is also on the one and ones and twos as yeah, as yeah. per usual. What what what? I am. Uh, I've had a, a mixed bag of emotions of sports this past week. I just uh, ready to get into it. Ready to just you know reach out to my weekly therapy session with you guys and just talk my sports out. Fair. Let's um let's sit on the couch. Let's uh, get a pillow on there. Um, I'm gonna get my notepad out and just start jotting. And uh, <laughs> let's let's go. Uh, we're gonna start with NFL scores as per usual. On Thursday night, the Green Bay Packers lost to Tennessee 27-17. And then we turn to our Sunday games, Buffalo against Cleveland in Detroit. Buffalo 31-23 over Cleveland. Megatron's rolling in his grave, even though he's not dead, but he's rolling in his grave. Detroit was playing at New York Giants, and they came away with the win 31-18. Washington beat Houston 23-10. Baltimore beat Carolina 13-3. The New York Jets fall to the New England Patriots 10-3 on a last minute. Was it punt return? That was a crazy, crazy play. Crazy. Psychotic, man. It was crazy. Crazy is the best way to describe it. Atlanta over Chicago 27-24. New Orleans over the Los Angeles Rams 27-20. I'm fist pumping over that. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati over Pittsburgh, 37-30. Dallas all over Minnesota, 40-3. Yeah, they didn't Kansas- show up. No, they did not. Kansas City uh, squeaks by the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Almost did it again. 30-27 to in the Sunday night game. Uh, Tyler, you're the one that needs the therapy right off the bat. Let's... Um, Let's talk about it. Philly squeaks by with the win against Indianapolis, 17-16. You're that not was, thrilled with it, though, dude. Dude, that was one of the most uncomfortable wins ever. There was the, the perfect sentiment of how that whole entire game went is Nick Sirianni, our head coach. After the game, there's a video that went through of him just kind of taking deep breaths after the game because he realizes that we should have definitely lost that game, and we played horrible, horrendous against arguably a team that – you know, should be in last place, should be beaten every single week. You know, sorry to make the jab at the Raiders there, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, we got a W is a W, but it's one of those losses that, I mean, it's one of those wins that feel like losses to me. Um, we just had no momentum going forward. I I, I know we have uh, Sue as our new, um, uh, you know, defensive piece that came in there and he got a sack and everything, but it just, it it felt like, we're not glued when it comes to a run defense and we just get chewed up and chewed up. And then we're so focused on the run defense that we get exposed in the past. It's it's we're starting to show the kinks in our armor and um, we got some time to, to button it up and fix it up. But uh, yeah, it was, that was an uncomfortable win, but I'll take a win any day of the week. I I think coaches actually love these kind of wins because you still get the W, but there's plenty of game tape to go over and plenty of stuff to work on in practice. Yep. And you can just start eating your guys alive saying, you think we got lucky. This is what we need to work on. And so like, it's, it's an excuse to really dive in and really try to fix things. Yep. Um, agreed. Yeah. So um, Sam, how you feeling, bud? 22, 16 Raiders beat Denver in overtime. Oh, it was a great day. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, it was the first time I really got to cheer and feel excited. Um, 
It was fucking great. Um, you know, I think the biggest takeaway was Max Crosby is the defense. Um, it's basically Max Crosby versus whatever offense is on the field. Um, I mean, he is a legit um, defensive superstar now, I believe. Uh, I mean, he blocked a punt, forced a fumble. I think he had two sacks. Um, but, I mean, this guy just wrecks the game almost every single play. Um, and congrats to him. He just had his first daughter, I believe his first baby, had a, had a baby girl. Um, so congrats to him. Um, offensively, I think what was really positive was, um, Derek Carr came out sharp. Um, he was very precise, made some good decisions, but he was aggressive. Um, and they lost, uh, they didn't have all of their weapons. You know, they still don't have Waller, uh, Hunter Renfro is out. Um, you know, so it was pretty much Derek Carr and <laughs> Jacobs and Adams and that's uh, and it. Jacobs and Adams. So, I mean, that was kind of it. Um, but they were aggressive even on, you know, they were creative. Um, I think we finally got to see some offense that was a little bit more creative than before. Um, so I don't, I know there's like this talk that they had a closed closed players only meeting and you know um vented a lot got a lot out of vocalized their frustration of what was going on inside the locker room and it looked like players were finally having fun again on sunday um it did get a little tight there at the end i was a little nervous that they were going to let this one slip away um but when they got at um when they won the toss in the overtime uh, I kind of said to, you know, I said to my, I was at home by myself, but I said, you know, they're going to win this game, you know, and they're going to have to do it with the touchdown. Uh, you, you do not want to spar with field goals. Um, and Devonte Adams, man, like he, I can't believe they left him that wide open yeah, on that I final mean, drive. Jeez. He's, he's a top five wide receiver. You you know that going in. I don't know how the hell he's left that wide open. Who the hell bites on that fake? I mean, oh my God, you got to stick with him the whole way. I, yeah, I, I mean, it. clearly he was the one offensive uh, receiver option um, that was doing anything yesterday. Um, so I think in the, you know, once you get into overtime, you'll double, double team that man. Yeah. uh tackle him. <laughs> yeah take 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 the the p take the defensive pi you know and then you live, know just live but, to fight another day but good god i mean that happened i think with the the colts and the eagles right the the colts safety just tackled them because yeah like... it was i mean he tackled him and the ball dropped like six seven yards like pat uh, like way down the field from them it was like yeah. dude what are you doing yeah because he didn't want to take a he didn't want to give up the touchdown, so he's like, "I'll take the pi." Um, but man, that, that's like, <laughs> I can't believe they just let Devonte Adams get that free. But it was just a good win. Um, still not playoff contention. Um, but now at this time, you know, I'm just looking to get healthy, keep having solid games, um, and hopefully you uh, you're a little bit better than 500. Like finish strong. It, you know, I don't think you want to settle for like a top five, top three pick, and then you're in this big um, turnover, 
you know, uh, changeover all over again, where you're going into the off season, feel like you're, you're not building on anything. Um, so I think it would be really good to have a strong close to the season, but they look, they finally looked a lot better offensively. There's still a ton of room of improvement. Um, I'm a little worried about what's going to happen with Josh Jacobs in the off season, uh, because they didn't sign him, um, to his rookie extension. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he walks, um, but he looks like a resurgent back. I know he had some injuries the past couple of years, but he was still putting, every time he plays, he still puts up good numbers. Um, and yeah, man, it, I'm just really excited um, that they finally got a win and not quite the complete game we were hoping for, but Hey, a win's a win. Feels good. Yeah, winning so is I, uh, the best. Well, deodorant. A W is a W. Yeah. Um, just a, a, another note uh, on the Broncos. Uh, we have the situation again where if they would have gotten to 18 points, they would have won in regulation, you know, so that oh. they'd be like nine and one at this point. If they had, if they get to 19 points in regulation, man, like it's just their offense is anemic to say the least. It is also uh, they released Melvin Gordon today because yep. he fumbles the ball too much. That yep. was literally the report and reasoning. Mm-hmm. He has that like sucks. five fumbles on the year. That yeah, sucks. It's, it's, it is it, it is hard out there for a running back. Yeah, uh, you got to hold on to the ball, though, and uh, he's a veteran. He's been in the league for several years now, and I'm sure he's not surprised at all. Uh, that last fumble was the end of his Denver uh, Broncos time. They're down to Latavius Murray and Chase Edmonds at this point. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Chase I Edmonds you- is, 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 I mean, he was supposed to be having a good year, and Miami just – close that book real quick <laughs> yeah my, Miami's like we'll just take this L and move on uh and uh, I'll tell you what um who's the running back in Denver that got injured um oh you're uh, talking about oh, the week week early, yeah it right? was week earlier four. earlier this year like week four week five something like that um uh he's uh, God, piss me off. but like he's like set up next year to be the Marlon, guy not Marlon Mack who was it no um Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Javante Williams is set up to uh, really take over that backfield next year. And he's a guy that a lot of people have circled uh, to be like a, a, you know, the next superstar running back. So if he can stay healthy next year, whenever he gets back, that that's a guy to look out for. Let's ride. Yep. Let's ride. Um, Speaking of riding Titans offensive coordinator, Todd Downing. That's not uh, right. That's wilding. (laughs) That's <laughs> wild and yeah, decided to celebrate the win on Thursday night uh, by getting a DUI. Uh, Jesus Christ, you're an offensive coordinator. There should, there's people you can hire. There's Uber to take you somewhere. God, don't, don't be a I fucking mean, we've, idiot. We've man. talked about this because of the Henry Rugg, Henry Rugg stuff, and other players. It's like, from what I understand, if you're on the team. Like if you're employed by an NFL team, you have access to Uber, Lyft that would be paid for by the team. So like, I just, yeah. I, I don't understand how these people are like, fuck it, I'll drive. You know, when you have, it's free. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no excuses, man. This is, you're grownups. You have, you have all these resources. Call the number. 
Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. Um, I have no sympathy for him. Uh, but there's that note. I think we're moving on. There's there's a lot of things happening in the world right now. Um, there's a cup of sorts being played for that just got, that just got underway this weekend. Um, it's happening in Qatar, and there's some there's quite a lot of controversy surrounding it to say the least. Tyler, you got some notes. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's dive into the outer realm, and then we'll dive into the pitch. Um, okay. It is like Sam had mentioned in one of our text messages. It's like Firefest. You know, things aren't completed. Things aren't. I guess they just couldn't get enough slaves to build all the stuff they needed built, right? So. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's obviously a shit show of, of, a, of a human aspect of, of just proportionate, um, you know, I don't know how to describe it. it. They colossally failed at everything they're doing here. Um, they basically said, hey, you know, we'll have alcohol sold before and after matches. That was agreed upon with FIFA. Contractually, they're inbound with, you know, Budweiser and other beer companies. Cool. We could sell alcohol two days right before kickoff starts. Yeah, no, we're not going to do it anymore. They've already got tents. They've already got all the beer. So, you know, lawsuits are going to be coming to FIFA real quick. And then on top of that, they had what was supposed to be secured areas for people of the Jewish community to be able to go and pray. And uh, literally two days before, Qatar says, we weren't able to secure them. So you're not allowed to pray as a Jewish community. They're also not selling any food that's kosher for them. So they basically just said, fuck off to all of them. Um, everyone who's wearing one of those live one or the rainbow color things are basically being harassed by all the workers for the, for the world cup because they don't want any LGBT promotion going on within the confines of the world cup. Yeah. They ended up spooking uh, England out of uh, captain out of wearing his armband, but the, um, the, 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 the England sideline reporter, she ended up wearing it anyway. So um, same with the, the jerk too there was a picture of her doing today's game and she had the band and the, the shirt on so good for her um yeah it's it's a gigantic shit show but um hey the world cup's here and i don't know yeah. i mean we had more to talk about to it but yeah it's outside yeah. of it it's it's a nightmare yeah and i mean speaking of nightmares just in uh we haven't even got to this yet but 2030 um they're gonna make that decision soon and one of the front runners is saudi arabia and mm-hmm. i mean uh, with all the problems that we're having in Qatar, Saudi Arabia is even worse for like these kind of human rights stuff and things. So uh, I just, I'm genuinely afraid of what's going to happen. Not just this time, like this time it's, it, it seems kind of rough, but I don't want to even say survivable because, you know, we have more than 5,000 uh, workers, employees die trying to build these stadiums. But I think it's, it's key that you call them employees. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I was doing, I'm doing the finger quotes for employees, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're, they're basically, uh, they're, they're, they're forced labor and they're, they're not getting paid for the work they did. They uh, it's uh, they're, they're holding their passports and it just uh, John Oliver did a spectacular 20 minute segment on it this past week. So um, you can find that on YouTube and he really dives into the nuts and bolts of why this is terrible and how, you know how tough it is to be a fan of sport and a fan of soccer and having to kind of live with this dichotomy so, so yeah it's go well, ahead with, with uh fifa like how uh, i guess it's kind of like the olympics like somebody 
they put in a bid. They're like, we really want you to bring the games to our country. And then whoever wins the bid, you know, it, it, it you know, that it, it, they go there. Um, but is, does FIFA have any control to say, you know, we're, we're not going to, we're not actually <laughs> yes. going to go into <laughs> these countries. Uh, I know everybody's laughing uh, at me the, for people who can't see. <laughs> you know, no, I, I think to, to answer your question, <laughs> oh, here, poor is, Tim. That, <laughs> is that the Olympics and, and FIFA are similar that uh, countries can, can bid to have the sporting event take place in their country. Uh, the difference is that they're both, while both being corrupt in their own ways, uh, the Olympics doesn't take bribes so blatantly in order to have it be uh, hosted into whatever country wants the their sporting event to be taking place. Where FIFA, they'll put it out all on their sleeves and show it to you. So uh, yeah. Qatar happened because they had the most money to give out to FIFA. Now, it wasn't a fair deal for other countries that were bidding for this this certain year. Yeah, it there's like, the most money. Yeah, there's like a 24 person group of people that make these decisions where the cups are going to be played. And the Qatari uh, delegation, they found like they 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 got uh like they got a, a bunch of these people. They basically said, "Hey, here's a million dollars, here's 1.5 million dollars, whatever it is." Um and you can you can have it and we're going to tell you you know, use it for soccer in your use it for football in your, um, in your neck of the woods, but no strings attached. And so a lot of that money, like it just went to the, into those guys' pockets and. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so a blank check. So it to is. Speak. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it, it was really just like really blatant and uh, it, it's uh, Qatar as a soccer playing nation. I watched that first game with them in it and they don't belong, man. Like, like they I, 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 they, they just, this was an attempt to basically build cities, build infrastructure. This is a government project for Qatar, but on FIFA's dime, basically that that's, that's how this happened. And it was just, you know, everybody just trying to get their, get their hand in the cookie jar and get all the money they can get all the sweets and all the treats. Yeah. I, I also think Qatar's, never even come out of a group stage to try and make it to a world cup ever. So the only, the only reason why they're here to, in case you weren't curious Tim, is whenever you're a host nation, you get to participate in the world cup. You get an automatic invitation to go play, whether you won, whether you're good or not. not. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah. And I, I, I saw that story. It's about, you know, how, how they lost (laughs) the, the opening match they lost. and, And it was just like, Okay. They're the first team ever. They're the first team ever to lose an opening match when they're the host country. Oh yeah. Every other every other host country has either tied or won, and that includes um, South Africa, who was also not a spectacularly good nation. They won that first game, man. Uh, They were they were hyped up. They were ready to go. They ended up not doing anything. They lost in the group stage, but they won that first one, man. And I tell you, they were. They were hyped, and I just I, I couldn't see even that out of Qatar. I'll be shocked if they get like if they get a goal at this point. Like I just wow. they might get lucky and squeeze one and one sneaks through, but I'm not counting on it. They just they look outmatched. Yeah, it, it basically looks like a lower level soccer team playing against a premier soccer team. <laughs> That's what yeah, it looks and, like. And Ecuador is you know not a very good team either. They're very mid, as the kids would say. So, yeah. I mean, 
but Ecuador looked like fucking Brazil, man, playing them. It's it was it was a joke. Well, you know wow. who's not mid was England ran the tables and then spun it and ran it again against Iran six to two. I think they scored what four goals in the first half. Yeah, d- uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I couldn't even watch the highlights, man. I was uh, I-, I was I was shocked, but when I saw that score, I was like, you know what? I don't even need to see it. I know, I know Iran played like crap and I know England just dominated. I just, you know, score box is good for me. I'm good. Move on. Yeah. Uh, well, they're the, they're the class of group. Just to, to jump back on this Qatar thing, um, the social rights. I watched the, the opening ceremonies and to have Morgan Freeman up there and all these celebrities up there talking about no matter where you come from, we're all going to be together sports joins us all let's have a good time and then to hear all these reports of uh what you know tyler was saying you know you can't pray there's no kosher food Uh, i just saw something about um the water stand you needed to have a wristband but nobody knew where the wristband station was so they wouldn't serve you water um Mm -hmm. and then you had these uncovered tents where it's you know, 30 degrees at night. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's 30 degrees Celsius, which is hot. Um, like really hot. hot. Like yeah. oh, 20 okay. degrees, 20 <laughs> degrees is like, is like 77, 30 degrees is like 90, hundred degrees. So yeah, these people were melting and it's uncovered. So I was looking at, uh, I saw some reporters on Twitter, but I, you know, I've said things similar before is, you know, sports, it gets into a slippery slope when you start taking this social route and you're trying to be a, you know, social leader. Um, and clearly FIFA just took the money and you the, the floodgates are open because now there's no rhyme or reason why Saudi Arabia couldn't host because you took the money. Yep. So there, there's going to be no reason 15 years from now about North Korea hosting. Yeah, it's like it's, there's it's, no. Uh, this yeah. is a watershed moment. It it is. There's no. There's no reason why any country shouldn't be allowed, because nothing matters. You you took the money. You have no moral high ground, right. and I think that's the thing that pisses me off. And it's not just FIFA. The Olympics did this to a degree. Um, you know, with 2014 with Russia and you yeah, know Russia yeah. and even uh even China, Beijing, Beijing as well. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no moral high ground, and that this is what pisses me off as well with the NBA. Like, I think we're all fairly, you know, progressive in certain ways on human rights, and we don't really give a crap about skin color or gender or any of that stuff. Like, we're we're all pretty welcoming people on this show um you all look great to me but you know when <laughs> when when you got basketball players talking about sh- social injustice to a specific person in the united states but then the china thing breaks out and everybody walks away from it you know social injustice is sh- social injustice period you know uh what's going on in china and hong kong that's still going on is a problem what's going on in australia like people there's stuff going on there you know there's stuff going on between you know china and india you know what's going on in russia and the ukraine there, there's other atrocities that are going on 
um, in Russia, not just the Ukrainians. Uh, it's there's other peoples, there's other indigenous uh, natives to the land that are that they're they're being snuffed out. It's genocide. Yep, Chechnya is the, um, is a big one. Yeah, you know, so so this is a a global thing, and you know, Qatar is guilty of these human rights problems. Saudi Arabia is guilty of these problems. And it's the same thing with this LIV golf. Yeah. They're just taking the fucking money. Yep. And that's the only thing that matters now is money. Is it, it greed has just taken over everything. And it's not just big business, it's medium business, it's small business. You just look at these athletes, you know, um, how these athletes act, their businesses upon themselves. And it's just a trickle down effect where there's just more and more greed and less there's, there's a lot less communal values. Um, you know, sports teams don't really have loyalty. You think the A's are truly loyal to Oakland? I know we're, you know, we were going to talk about some Howard terminal stuff, but you know, are the A's really loyal to the city of Oakland? Were the Raiders loyal to the city of Oakland? I mean, yeah, the 49ers are in the area, but they're, you know, they're gone. They're yep. not in San Francisco. Yep. You know, you Kansas City Chiefs, they're not even in Kansas City. They're like, what, three towns over or some crazy shit? Um, the Rangers don't play <laughs> in their town anymore. They moved. They're, you know, they're, um, you know, so teams just aren't, it's not the same anymore. And I, I, I think what I'm just trying to get at is these leagues, in corporations, they talk about what's right and what's wrong, and we need to be this way as a people, but then they take the money. So don't advertise this stuff to me. Don't give me Morgan Freeman nonsense about let's all be peaceful, and then and then it's a lie. I know that's not Morgan Freeman's fault. I'm just saying, like, don't fucking advertise about how wonderful a world you have. And then you treat people like this. Just come out and say, we took the biggest check we can get. <laughs> I would have more respect for you. If FIFA just came out and said, we got paid. We're here to make money. I would have more respect for like, damn, that's evil as hell. But at least you are honest. You're an honest con man. Right. Well, the, uh, the problem, the problem with the FIFA with FIFA too, is that there's nobody challenging them. There's, there's they're a monopoly. There's nothing else. There's no other league out there. That's Not right. a single one. Yeah. So yeah, it, they could do whatever they want. And what are you going to do about it? Yeah. I mean, they got rid of set bladder in 2015 with the, um, with all of this, uh, Qatari, uh, you know, uh, business deals yeah. on the side. They like, so the guys that chose to, uh, Qatar, those guys are all gone now. Um, but who steps in to fill the void? It's, like it's the age who... it's the age-old saying of of you cut the head off the snake and more more heads grow yeah. out of it yeah they're fucking hydra man um i mean you got rid of the people that so you know made the decision and did something wrong but you just replaced them with people who are just you're already committed yep so you're just gonna reap these rewards you're just gonna they're still gonna, exactly they're still yeah. gonna go down this road so you didn't really do anything yeah um, yeah, so I mean, the the next World Cup is actually going to be shared by Canada, U.S., and Mexico. Um, obviously, United States has we have our own human rights violation issues 
um, for any number of topics as well. So any of these countries that can really afford to host a massive event like this, there's, there's, there's always something going on with them as well. And so, I mean, there is no winning. You can't not have the world cup because there's too much demand for it. So, and you can't put it in nations that are, you know, there is no such thing as a squeaky clean nation, especially one that has the capability of hosting these events. Uh, so yeah. at, at the very least in it, like for us in the United States, at least these stadiums are already built. That's what I was going to say. We, we uh, don't we have to worry have about the, the infrastructure. infrastructure. Yep. Yeah. The infrastructure is yeah. in place already. The hotels near the stadiums, they all exist. You can fly to these stadiums. You don't have to build a city out of fucking nothing like they did in Qatar. Um, you know, you know, Jerry Jones is like, oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> Because you know, well, also play. too. I mean, you you are right, Vince. Every country has its problems, but I don't think uh, getting water in Canada or the United States or even Mexico would be a problem. Right. I don't think yeah. any it, of these countries different issues. Yeah, you're 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 probably not going to have a problem with praying. Um, you know, there, there's food. like there's going to be issues. Yeah, the United States has issues and. It sucks that we still have these issues because some of them are just really bleeping stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are just like, it's nonsense that we're still having this conversation. But I think the problem is, is that Qatar just basically came in with a blank check and then shoehorned themselves to the top. Yep. You know, so this, they're, they, they paid to win the game, you know, so they just paid to get to the top. And I think that's the, the problem is that they don't, there's not a country with infrastructure. It's not a country that has a society to even support this infrastructure. You had to force people withhold their, their uh, passport so they can't flee. And it's 5,000 plus people have died building these things in like 10 years, <laughs> like yeah. less than yeah. 10 years. It's, it's, it's pretty atrocious. I, <laughs> I think, as That's a, a fan, thousand though, people a year. <laughs> no, I agree with you. But I think as a fan, like, <clears throat> you know that it was it was paid for. You know that FIFA took the money. But I think it's hard, but you have to also understand, like, I'm here to support my guys out there. I don't support a single thing that's going on outside of what goes on on the field. I, that's that's blatantly it. And, yeah. and in all honesty, um, I didn't like what I watched with the U S men's national team today. And I will tell you right now, flat out that I had question marks going into it and they proved me right. You know, we had, yeah, we that first solid. half looked amazing. The yeah, first we half, were... everything was going right. The field was tilted yeah. directly toward, you know, everything was going um, right. Except they only got one goal. And, yeah, I, our, and in my head, I'm like, that's not enough. You need our defense one. was, was pretty bad except for, uh, you know, what's his name tyler tyler adams uh, 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 uh tim uh well adams adams came in and saved the day a few times uh uh god the the kid the kid tyler adams i think that was yeah. his name he was all over the place like he was the best clearly the best player on the whole entire team even even our striker uh what's his name Pulsic. i mean Pulisic. he looked Pulisic. Yeah. he looked horrible i mean he didn't look good at all like Every, every set piece that they threw into in the corner, everything that he kicked over the middle, it just looked bad. Everything looked bad onto it. Um, I, I'm yeah. I, really I will say Tim, Tim Ream looked pretty good. Uh, he cleaned up a lot of messes in the second half, especially. 
So I, yeah. you know, who's who's the the Joker that the uh, tripped a, a bail in the box, and then that's how they got their their point was. Oh penalty. yeah, that was um, that kid. Uh, it wasn't death. It wasn't Dest. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, was it Brendan Aronson? No, no, it wasn't Aronson. It was. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Anyway, but but yeah. the point is, is that like they don't look ready. Like I know they're young, but they don't look ready. They look. I'm kind of nervous. We won't make it out of the group stage. I am. It, yeah, nervous. I mean, especially after a draw, you had to win this game. Now it's it, it gets real murky because uh, obviously Saudi Arabia, uh, no, not Saudi Arabia, Iran got their asses handed to them by England. England is the class. They're they're going on. So now you gotta you gotta fight like hell and get a draw against England, and then you have to win against Iran in order to like basically guarantee yourself a, a, a spot in the next round and it's you know outside of that it's goal differential if you still if you have if you end up with losing to england losing england and you win against iran all of this is you have to win one of the next two games you you absolutely have to if you don't you're in trouble and it's not going to happen so i mean if if they don't come up with the win against iran they're done but they have now they have to get a tie against england almost um, if they don't, it's, it's, it's danger, you know, big time. And I I'm, I'm really afraid of the, this next matchup on uh Friday against England. You got to find a way to keep pace with them. They just scored six goals. I don't know where the six goals are coming from. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe they figure it out. Maybe they sort get sorted out and they can score two or three and the defense can hold up a bit if we, more. If we don't get a point, we don't, we don't get a tie we literally could be in third place sitting in hot water because uh, I, I kind of believe that Wales will beat Iran. I, I, I do believe that. So um, I, if we don't get out of the, the pool, I think it's a, it's kind of an embarrassing moment. Um, you know, this has been talked about how it's the most athletic team that U S men's national team has put together. It may not be the most poised perfectly, dialed in team but it's supposed to be a team that can handle lower competition and wales was clearly a lower competition and we just got outclassed easily 100 all right so as i said the next game is against england on friday 11 a.m pacific uh it's on fox or fox sports or something like that so um go ahead and find it uh watch cheer on the boys um Let's get them into the let's get them out of the group stage and into the knockout round. And the the final game will be on Tuesday against Iran, also at eleven. So um I'll be at a pub um on Friday having a couple pints in Alameda. If anyone is in the area, you're more than welcome to come on down and watch the US men's national team take on England. I wish I could join you. I have to be uh at my laptop because my work has decided that uh you're not getting Black Friday off, that we're not getting Black Friday off uh, this year. Oh, so. it's a it's a laptop. It just has yeah. to be in your lap. Uh, True. It, it's it it is too t- <laughs> it'd be too tempting to fuck around on that. Um, uh, so I'm gonna just watch. Uh, I'm gonna watch from home uh, on my lunch. So, like, oh. kind of like how I did today. So. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I don't know, Tim. Did you have any more questions about the World Cup? Anything that an outsider might want to know. Uh, 
No, but what you guys are talking about, um, I just watched a documentary about Woodstock 99 and and all I'm getting is images from that documentary, like no water, it's hot as hell, no shade, (laughs) (laughs) everybody's miserable. Yeah. uh, And just the infrastructure is not there, you know, and it's like it it was supposed to be a good time. And it was there's a couple of documentaries that are out there as well. You can watch there's one on Netflix. There's um, we talked about the John Oliver sketch. There's also this podcast called World Corrupt, and it's on the um, Pod Save the World feed. So if you listen to Pod Save the World, um, you can also find World Corrupt there, too. And so they talk about how Qatar ended up with this uh, as well. So there's there's a, there's plenty of different sources, however you want to go about getting that information on how Qatar ended up with this World Cup. And you can do the deep dive on all on your own. Although, yeah, like one the one thing I have to say is that um, you know, uh, going forward, I think you know, sports and uh, social issues like are now intertwined, and and finding that line of like where, where you know, the, where is the responsibility? Where is the line between you know the things that are happening in the world that have been happening for centuries versus like just what's happening on the field and where that takes place and and just like how do we reconcile those two things because you know we're it's sports are worldwide you know and they have been for a while so ongoing conversation absolutely always um i think it's time to turn away from the pitch and into the arena the Warriors over the last week went three and one. They're currently eight and nine on the season. That puts Wait, them up can to we, eleven. Can we can we just say thank you, baby Jesus? We finally, finally won a game on the road. Yeah, finally <laughs> one and eight, one and eight on the road, baby. We're turning it around. All oh, right. Uh, yeah, got a ways to go before it's completely turned around. But uh, you know, you can't you can't win the rest of them without winning the first one. So. Uh, here, here we go. Uh, they won uh, at home against San Antonio Spurs, 132-95. They took the L in Phoenix, 130-119. to They came back home, beat the Knicks, 111-101. We got, and then we went to Houston. Clay finally showed up, 127-120. We had the, you know, they had the team meeting beforehand. We talked about that with the, um, the Raiders earlier funny how those team meetings happen and it just it it really does focus teams that should be playing better than what their record indicates you know Uh, sometimes you just need to air some grievances out Um, and the Warriors are hopefully going to start turning it around Uh, 11th is not what we expected we expected a top three team Uh, let's see if they can get there I mean I wouldn't be mad for a um as I would like to hear it as with the 2023 number one overall pick, the golden state warriors select Victor one Banyama out of France. Just saying it's got a good ring to it. You know, my, my win a couple chips down the road, generational player. Well, they're not going to earn the number <laughs> one seed, uh, the, the number one draft spot uh, because they're, they're just not that bad, which means you'd have to luck into it in the lottery I don't like, I don't want to be in the lottery. I don't want any part of that lottery. Um, so we, we were, me, we were tied for fourth and dead last until we yeah, beat the Rockets. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just, it shouldn't have been there, you know, 
just should not have been there. Uh, it, it's going, obviously the season started off way worse than any of us could have imagined. Well, well have, have we reached the threshold where there's no way that, that the Warriors are going to be able to, uh, you know, get it's still anywhere. early. It's still, it's early. still early. It, it's still early. They and they still have an open roster spot, so they can they can make a move without having to get rid of anybody. So uh, I also want to let you know that the uh, Warriors are not playing tonight. Uh, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and obviously Andre Iguodala, and uh, they are currently getting routed. When I last checked, it was eleven to thirty-five in the first quarter. It just yeah. got to halftime. It is sixty-five forty-one Pelicans. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Zion Victor is playing. Ben Yama. <laughs> <laughs> That's his pitch, and he's sticking to it. <laughs> oh man! If the Warriors got that, everyone would say that we're cheating. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's rigged. It's rigged. <laughs> um, if if the Warriors got the number one overall pick, I would say it's rigged. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, I mean, I might, I, I might say that privately, but no way, no, no, I'm gonna be. I'm going to cape up for uh, the NBA and its righteousness. I tell what you is, what, if that happens. Is FIFA running this thing? Come on. <laughs> Don't fucking worry about it. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Okay. <laughs> uh, do we need to hit on anything else for the Warriors? No, they look like crap right now. So, yeah, you know, so okay. we'll, we'll reconvene on what they look like after tonight. All right. Sounds great. Um, staying in arenas, the Sharks last week, they won at Las Vegas. Uh, they beat the Knights 5-2. Then they took two L's at home against Detroit and the New York Rangers. They're currently six wins, 11 losses, three overtime losses. Good enough for seventh in the Pacific. The Sharks are, um, they're, uh, it's kind of tough, man. Uh, they're, uh, Eric Carlson is having a career year, you know? Yeah. Uh, he, this is the best I've ever seen him as a shark. This is this might be the best I've ever seen him. Period. Uh, he's playing out of his mind, and the rest of the team just isn't isn't up to the task, as far as I can tell. And, it's like it's like he's playing to get traded. Yeah, uh, he has that no no trade clause, so he gets to control where he goes if they do trade him, which severely obviously limits what Mike Greer can do, where he can get him, and what he could get back for him as well. So if if a trade does happen for Eric Carlson, um, obviously you want to get a haul, but I don't think it's going to be quite as good of a haul as you would hope. I think it's going to be slightly better than what you got for Brent Burns because Carlson is five years younger than Burns. So age does help, and he's in his prime, and he's playing the best hockey that I've definitely seen him in the last four years possibly ever play so well let's let's his trade let's, value is never higher let's do our weekly kraken update i'm already looking at the standings but vince tell okay. me where, uh, where are we at where are i we told at? you i told you to get rid of this because there's no fucking hope the kraken are good this year man where are they third in the pacific yeah they're they're in third they, yeah, they had see, 10 wins yeah you give this up move it along now start worrying where the ducks are okay that's what i want you to do i want you to focus on the actual rivals i don't give a shit about a team that has done nothing to wrong us and is, you know, is brand new. That's just, the difference between Vegas. They're brand, they're they're a new team, but they've wronged us. So fuck them. Just I, I just don't want to be behind a team that looks like Seagram's ginger ale. Hey, I love ginger ale. Tough titties. <laughs> Except I like Canada Dry better. Canada Dry. Oh, them fighting <laughs> words. Oh man. 
All right. So you're saying that I need to abandon Kraken. Abandon on, the Kraken. And be on the ducks hunt. Yeah. Yeah. It's duck hunt, baby. Fire up the NES because it is duck hunt time, baby. That's what you need to worry about. Okay. 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 Get your optical gun and here we go. I just yeah. need that duck to, t- I mean, I need the dog to laugh at me when I miss the shot. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave the podcast. I'm going to go play some duck hunt. You guys Adam are like fame. nostalgia heavy right now. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's also a weapon too, if you want to hit like your family member with it too. So oh, please not that don't. I know. No. Not that I know. Okay, mo- Tim, cut on. That. Tim, cut that. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, baseball let's turn our attention to baseball we have uh, the mlb awards were finally all announced your mvps for the american league was aaron judge and the national league paul goldschmidt you mean the future uh, uh san francisco giants uh, outfitter aaron judge no i mean the future new york yankees because the yankees don't let anybody go that is that they want to keep um, he's not going anywhere i'll believe he goes somewhere when he actually goes somewhere uh, until then, I'm going to operate under the assumption that the Yankees will resign him because they always do. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Cy Young was Justin Verlander, 38 years old, getting the job done this year. And Sandy Alcantara, much younger, playing for Miami. Um, you, they, you, they mean, you, mean, you mean New York Yankees starting pitcher Justin Verlander? Maybe. Maybe. I heard um, that they were going after him like, you guys are insane. Of course they will. They're going to go after anybody who they think can help them win, which, you know, if, if I was a Yankees fan, I'd say I would expect that, but I'm an A's fan. So I'm like, Oh, that must be nice to go out and get somebody. Um, anybody. As an A's no. fan, we, we just, we just got our first Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. We're playing duck hunt. You know, like it's like uh, the holiday seasons around the corner. I, every time I think about like how poorly we are, cause it's like, around the time when teams start talking to each other in the winter meetings and you got to hear all these rumors about your team doing this or your team doing that. I always think about like the old, like uh, uh Disney Mickey mouse movie where like Mickey's like super poor and he's like trying to cut up. Oh, the turkey. it's like, yeah. it's like a thin sheet. Oh, and he like feeds it, it to yeah. like his, son. <laughs> that's like the A's off season right there is that thin sheet. That's what we get. Yeah. <laughs> or just like Charlie Chaplin, you know, like <laughs> trying to eat the boiling the shoe. oh yeah all right rookie of the year julio rodriguez for seattle and michael harris for um atlanta both of them both studs yeah uh really looking forward to seeing how those careers pan out it's going to be uh quite a sight to behold yeah michael harris man that he came out of nowhere for them that was a great julio rodriguez he's in seattle so we get to see him you know a dozen times a year uh it's going to be uh, going to get a front row seat to the pain, just like we got a front row seat for Mike Trout in Anaheim or, we'll or Felix Hernandez. Yep. Felix Hernandez behind that. Uh, your manager of the year, former A's uh, assistant coach, Terry Francona for the Cleveland guardians and Buck Showalter for the New York Mets. Those are your managers of the year. So my guy getting it done. All right, Buck. Um, Bob got snuffed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> snubbed no no he He's, got snuffed he got snuffed yes okay well now buck showalter's uh what four time yeah, yeah four, time, four time four time yeah. four time he did manager. three with baltimore yeah he two? got a I, I don't remember he no he, got he a won with there. the he won with the yankees mm-hmm. the orioles the mets now 
and I think he also was for the Rangers. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot about the Rangers. Rangers. Oh, that's way yeah. back. Yeah. He's I been mean, managing a long, long time. Yeah. Um, all the all professional sports kind of have this problem where the same, you know, 35, 40 guys keep cycling in and out for the same 30. What's to interesting jobs. with Buck Showalter, though, is he, you know, he got to the Orioles and they stunk. And almost immediately they were improved. And the same thing with the Mets, you know, and I remember when he went to the Rangers, they stunk. And then he went there and then they improved. So he he is a really good manager. And I feel like he's almost like a Dusty Baker. Like he's been so good and just has not been able to get a World Series, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it could be. Um, I think he kind of has a short shelf life as well, yeah. though. I would so, agree like, with he, that, he's yeah. good, but like, he he's really only, starts wearing he was only on with people. the Yankees with like four or five years. Yeah, same, same with, with the, the Orioles. Rangers. Yeah, and the Rangers. I mean, he he's bounced around, but he's he's been successful wherever he went. So, yeah. um, uh, clearly, a, 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 he knows what he's doing. Um, but he also knows how to piss everybody off on his way out right. the door. So. Uh, speaking of out the door, Billy Bean is moving out of baseball ops. Don't the let A's. the door hit you. <laughs> and he's he's <laughs> now senior advisor, you. senior advisor to John Fisher. Um, basically, he's handing over all baseball ops uh, tasks to David Forrest, who's basically been doing most of it anyway. So yep. functionally speaking, you're not going to see much of a difference from the A's and how they operate. I don't think from you and I had an interesting take of what we think Billy's going to do. You want to share yeah. that? Um, yeah. So what this does is since he's now an advisor and not like directly affecting baseball ops, um, we know that Billy's interested in soccer. Um, he, he was, he was trying to hop onto uh, Fenway to try and by Arsenal, right? Was that what it was? No, uh, Liverpool. No. Liverpool, excuse me, Liverpool, not Arsenal. So I think that that's, that's the long goal is he wants to explore opportunities outside of baseball. And if he can get in on Liverpool with a new buyer, whoever it may be, um, being freed up from baseball ops means it's one less thing he has to do to um, to make that jump, I guess. Can you imagine though? Like- like he makes so much money, just basically he comes in once a week and collects his check with the A's and then goes home. Right. Like well, he has so many streams of income because he's getting paid or he was getting paid by the A's, but he's also like a 1% owner from the, of the yeah. A's. So he gets, he gets shares of the A's. Yeah. You know, he gets he, a little is, taste, you know, and we've covered, we beat this horse, you know, too many times. There are no, MLB teams operating in the red. There's no teams operating in the red. All teams are making money. So he's making money two checks from the A's, but also ever since Moneyball, he does uh what do you call it? Like seminars, TED Talk type of things where he does like business talks and he goes to different organizations and does his Billy Bean spiel and leadership and you know all, all of those this speakers stuff fees man speakers so he he does all of these public appearances for corporate and you know even from what i understand i heard he's done a couple like government things as well where he speaks you know about leadership and working on the fringe and this and that so um 
this guy's making money, you know. Um, so he he's probably on the way out. And honestly, like, I think there's a lot of fans that will love Billy Bean. It's like, I want to love Billy Bean, but you never won. You know, you never, you, you never really won. You, you got to one ALCS and you got smoked. Like you absolutely got smoked. And I just think if this was any other organization, it wouldn't have been good enough. Like it's easy to say Billy Bean's great because he's got the movie and this and that. And if, if you had any type of ownership that wanted to win, this is not good enough. Yeah. And clearly. name a hall of famer that Billy Bean has drafted and developed. It doesn't have to be, you know, Miguel Tejada's not getting in. Chavez is not getting in. Hudson's not getting in. Mulder's not getting in. So, and I'm saying, like, not just as an A's player, just name a player that Billy Bean has drafted, developed with the A's, and went off to another team or stayed with the A's. He's produced zero Hall of Fame players. Well, they keep trading him away, right? Like, oh, no, even, even, even if you trade him away, name a player that's a Hall of Famer. I got nothing. Because, yeah. you know, Verlander's a Hall of Famer, and he was, what, with Detroit and then Houston and maybe somewhere else. That's I got a Hall one. of Famer. I got one. Dra- hired, drafted, and Hall of Famer. How the hot dog guy. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking didn't say legend. baseball. <laughs> no, he, no, he, and the he, fucking he, A's can't even keep him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to be fair, um, I, Hal, actually, I saw this whole tweet thread. And basically, he said um, he needs to look for a big kid job. And he was hoping to, you know, create, do something economy based because that's where his like degree is in. Uh, and then he and then he'd be happy to just sell hot dogs on the side for the team. The team couldn't afford to bring on an economist, I guess. So uh, he's moving on. And uh, we wish Hal all the best in his future endeavors. And uh, good luck, buddy. I swear to God, if I see Hal, the hot dog guy at the Giants game, hawking hot dogs over there, it's, it's I'm, I'm over. I'm tearing his baseball card. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, but, I, I, I can't but, do that. But, but to 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 Stan's point is that we, we're over here talking about their hot dog guy. Yeah, yeah. As a professional baseball team, and we're here talking about a hot dog guy. Well, it's it's like the legend of Billy Bean is, is now bigger than anything he's ever done. Like people are going to be like, oh, Billy, you know, like you said, the Moneyball guy. He's the Moneyball guy. But he, exactly. You know? The mystique, the aura, the legend, the myth, the myth. You know, but he never won. He never won anything. No, he didn't. You know, so I mean, like the players that like the players that he produced, nothing. So what does this mean for the A's? Um, I think he's definitely moving on, maybe soccer. I actually think this is bad news for for Howard Terminal. Um I I I you know, with this uh mayor race, um, I think this is gonna be bad news for Oakland. Yeah, yeah, we were we were talking about this yesterday. Um, if if the A's were to lose, I'm sorry, if Oakland were to lose the A's, you know, that's literally a huge, ginormous chunk of their revenue. You know, I know the A's are penny pitchers, but it's still revenue for the city and a good amount of it. 
outside of a destination area because i got proven wrong on that one yesterday like hawaii i can't name a major city that doesn't have a sports team in it i can't name one every major city has a professional sports team in it which is a revenue cash cow for them i mean san francisco has the warriors and that that stadium prints money you know i mean as as shitty as as let's say, I don't know, the Cleveland Browns, that stadium still prints money. They make money hand over fist. So if the if Oakland were to lose the A's, it would be a huge loss to the city of Oakland. And um, I don't, to a city that's already in, in financial woes, losing a sports team, I think, is going to be just the last nail in the coffin for, for the city of Oakland. I don't know where they're going to be able to get revenue to create this idea of how they're going to improve the city of Oakland. I just, unless you do a bailout, I don't see how this is going to be beneficial to the city of Oakland. Yeah. Hey, we're, hey. We'll have to pick it up next week and, and jump mm-hmm. into it because hopefully by then we'll have the, the final uh, mayoral counts and we'll find out who's going to be the mayor. Then we can finally jump back into it. And um. But Vince, it's probably time to wrap it up, huh, buddy? That's right. I got a Niners game to watch. You guys are keeping me from it. So um, you can find us on social media, SVT Sports Pod on Instagram. You can email us, SVTSportsPod at gmail.com. Please slide into our DMs. And please, uh, you know, listen to this podcast on Spotify and Google. Um, you know, listen to, to us on Google Play, Plays, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to whoever's listening in North Carolina and South Carolina. We don't know who you are, but you're more than welcome to jump into our DMs and announce your presence so we can kind of just know who we're listening to or who's listening to. Properly thank you is is what we would like to do. Yes. Um, Because you are a a hero, a a gentleman among scholars or... um, uh, the, the, the most righteous lady on the planet and uh we, <laughs> we thank you righteous i don't, lady I don't on know the planet. <laughs> i don't know just uh just end the damn podcast what are you keanu reeves you're the <laughs> most righteous lady on the on the planet i was just right. talking about no, keanu you're reeves awesome. with tim. i was just talking about <laughs> keanu reeves with tim before this but anyway um Whoa. have a good night everybody we look forward to talking to you next week later guys later all right